This is Montego Bradley from Fans of Patrol, and you're listening to the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare, you are listening to So Wizards. You're thinking, you're people going to die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time. What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number 354 of the So Wizard podcast. I'm your host, Joey DiCarlo, my co-host. This week, we've got him, Mr. Marquis, Marcellus Ray. Oh, yeah. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. And of course, when we review a horror movie, you know Aubrey ain't coming anywhere near the show. So we've got to call in the backups. Here he comes, our good friend. The home, vi- the home video hustle podcast. Brett Fuller. What's going on, everybody? I'm shocked that I'm here because on our podcast, if you listen to it, there is a phrase that is uttered every week now. <laughs> and that phrase is fuck you, Joey. <laughs> usually not by me, usually by PJ because Joey made us watch Roller Gator. So I'm happy to be here after all that. Well, we are happy to have you, and you guys can say that as much as you want. It is one of the funniest things I've heard in my life. So, <laughs> you, I won't. I'll spoil it slightly because it's in a way future episode. But somebody got you, Joey. Somebody actually got something worse than you. <laughs> well, so, I mean, if you really want to open the floodgates, no. up, just ask Mark and Aubrey. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. We want to keep. We want to, we want to keep the, the home video hustle podcast around. We don't want to have a movie that's just going to destroy everything. <laughs> they don't just, need to watch the Christmas light duology. <laughs> I actually know about that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, you are listening to So Wizard Podcast, where three friends discuss the world of nerd podcasting weekly on the Geek World All Stars Podcast Network. This week, we're going to talk a little bit of news, and then we've got our review. Of the newest movie in the Saw franchise, Spiral, colon, The Book of Saw. Before we get into all of that, how the hell is everyone doing? Brent, it's great to have you here. Tell us all about Home Video Hustle, where people can find it, and how the hell you're doing this week. All right, well, Home Video Hustle is a podcast I have with me and PJ. Sometimes the spirit is there, too. We watch random-ass movies. We got a bag. We I put movies in there. Oh, actually, you know what? We added new shit to it. We got cards now. Each card has a different picture on it. And depending on what card he picks, that's what the bag is filled with. We put movies in there. He picks it out and we watch it. Bad movies, good movies, weird movies, foreign movies. We fuck it. Just movies. We ain't done porn yet, but we gotten close. <laughs> One day that might happen. Uh, which it, man, we everywhere, though. Well, on Twitter is where you can find us at mostly, though. And that's a capital H, capital V, capital H, capital P, lowercase podcast, HVH podcast on Twitter. Or just Google Home Video Hustle and I'm sure we'll be there some motherfucking way. Awesome. Well, we are super glad to have you here. One of my favorite podcasts to listen to every week. And maybe I'll uh, let you guys borrow Ass Horse from Planet Squirt if you need it for your show. Uh, Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Mark Ellis, how the hell are you? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. I just want to say that uh, Home Video Hustle podcast has probably the best theme song uh, of any podcast that I listen to. Uh, as soon as that episode starts, I'm, I'm dancing. So, uh, jealous, <laughs> jealous. Uh, I'm doing pretty good, man. We did, uh, without remorse last week, uh, with Michael B. Jordan. 
uh, and, uh, you know, it kind of opened up a whole uh, water. Stirred feelings down <laughs> in you you never had before when you saw him without a shirt on. Well, Michael B. Jordan, those feelings, that happened a long time ago. I'm way past that. <laughs> <laughs> but no, nah, it got me into, like, the Tom Clancy world, man. So I've been watching, like, all of the Jack Ryan movies. I watched, like, season one of the Jack Ryan TV show. Uh, yeah, Montego uh, from uh, Fans on Patrol said it was cool, you know, and, you know, I started watching them, and now I love the Jack Ryan character. So now I think I'm going to go back and rewatch Without remorse. Not that I know like what the character is and who he's supposed to be and how he fits into this Tom Clancy world. Uh, now I want to go back and rewatch it. So uh, yeah, that's what I've been doing all week, man. Just the only thing I have left is I gotta watch. Uh, I gotta finish watching Shadow Recruit, Jack Ryan Shadow Recruit with uh, Chris Pine, and uh, I still haven't seen Hunt for Red October. So once I get those two out of the way, then uh, I think I'm all caught up with the the Jack Ryan, the Tom Clancy Jack Ryan universe. Wow. <laughs> Wow, must have been nice to have a week off of editing so you could do all that, dude. I, I did. I went through almost all of season one of Jack Ryan, and I'm like, how do I have so much time to watch this show? Oh shit, Joey's editing this week. Yeah, kick back and relax. <laughs> perfect, perfect. Well, for me, my friends, uh, this past week was my week off in between jobs, so I had more than enough PTO built up at my prior job that. I could take a week off in between, so I needed that week to adjust my sleep schedule, to be honest with you, but I also use that time to lay around and do nothing, so <laughs> it was pretty exciting. I watched all of the new season of Castlevania in two days. I could have finished the whole thing in one day, but like I said, I'm trying to fix my sleep schedule, so... I wasn't looking to stay up until like two, three in the morning. The whole point was to be going to bed. The whole point of taking this week off was to be going to bed between 10 and 11 every night. So I made sure I was I was doing what I was supposed to do. But I finished that today. I uh, got uh, some video games in that I'll talk about a little bit later. One of them, but I played about an hour Resident Evil 7. And hey. I'm not playing anymore. <laughs> Why? What happened? It is too fucking scary. And oh. the camera shakes and moves around. And I... I have problems with first person games oh. because I get uh, nauseous. I get seasick. And then lately it hasn't been so bad. And, and if they're slower paced, like fallout or something like it's not, it's fine. So I'm like, all right, well this won't be bad because you know, it's not an action game. I knew it was more of a horror game. So, you know, there's, you're walking around, you might have to fight something here and there or something jumps out at you, but it's not going to be like run and gun and moving all <laughs> over the place, like call of duty or something. And just when stuff happens to you, like the camera shakes and stuff, and it just made me like sick. So for like three hours after I played the other day, not only was I horrified because it was terrifying, but then I was like nauseous. I'm like, I'm not playing anymore of this shit. Fuck this shit. <laughs> like when the house, like my girlfriend, like I killed her with an axe and then she came back and like fucking like stuck a um, screwdriver in my hand. Mm-hmm. And it, like pinned me to the wall and like I was hitting the button and I couldn't get it out. And then like she killed me with a chainsaw and I'm like, I'm done with this. <laughs> I'm done with this fucking game. I'm like, where is the fucking like rocket launcher? Like what is what's happening? here? <laughs> <laughs> that's only like the, that's like the first hour, man. Yeah. I, I Like I said, I played about 45 minutes to an hour of it and I was done. <laughs> like I'm all set. I might pick it up oh. again, but I'll talk about what I'm playing instead when we get to recommendations much later in the show. So stick around. But enough about us, Mark Ellis. Why don't we talk about us? And you can tell the listeners where they can find more. So is your podcast. 
All right, so everybody can go over to SoWizardPodcast.com where you will find a brand new episode every week. Uh, You'll also find some movie reviews from yours truly. Uh, You'll find some recommendations on new movies, books, and TV shows from the awesome Adam Mollyhawk. You'll also find our merchandise there. We have a tea public store where you can shop to get some t-shirts, sweatshirts, journals, coffee mugs, baby onesies, all types of things with the SoWizard Podcast logo and designs all over it. Uh, You can also find our social media links there. We have Facebook, we have Twitter, we have Instagram, so definitely get at us. Uh, You can subscribe to us on iTunes and give us a five-star review while you're there. Uh, You can also find our show wherever podcasts are found, including Stitcher Radio app, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, my personal favorite, Spotify. We have a YouTube page with videos going up constantly from Adam Mollyhawk, including movie reviews, trailers, uh, trailer reactions, and interviews. Uh, we have a Patreon page where you can support the show for as little as a dollar a month, and you will be receiving bonus content and exclusive content from everyone here at the show. Shout out to all of our podcasting family in the Geek World All-Stars Podcast and Network. Back to you, Joey. <laughs> it sure is it sure is all right mark Hallis, you tell me we've got some news so let's drop that drop and let's talk that news yo pump it up it's time for the news yo we getting ready to bring you the news boy all right so uh this week in nerdy news uh, being a, a big Kevin Smith fan like I am, I know that he's been working on an animated uh, He-Man show for Netflix. Uh, it's supposed to be picking up uh, after the events of the original, I want to say, 84 cartoon, 83 cartoon. And this week, we finally got some first images uh, from Masters of the Universe Revelations. It's going to be an animated. It's going to be on Netflix starting July 23rd. Uh, it's divided up into two parts and we're going to get part one on July. So we got some images. There's going to be a prequel comic book that comes out July 7th beforehand. Uh, but uh, yeah, yeah, it looks like we're going to be getting a brand new He-Man cartoon because that He-Man movie just doesn't seem to be going anywhere. Uh, so yeah, I just wanted to see what you guys think of the images for the new Masters of the Universe on Netflix. And uh, and are you a, a old school He-Man fan at all? So let's start with our guest Brent from Home Video Hustle Podcast. <laughs> well, see, I was born in 1991, so I didn't grow up at all with He-Man. <laughs> and on a future episode of our show, I let my opinion on He-Man, Transformers, G.I. Joe, all those cartoons be known, and people might get mad at me for my opinion. But, yeah. Well, it's I've... been fun talking to Brent from Home Video Hustle. <laughs> Goodbye. Oh, Joey, I thought about you as I said those things. <laughs> fuck probably... you, Joey, indeed. <laughs> fuck you, Brent, probably coming, but... I, did, I actually did see the cartoon, the little trailer and all that. And it was, eh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have no real opinion on it because, like I said, He-Man is, All I know of He-Man is Dolph Lundgren. That's it. <laughs> yeah. And did you love that movie? Did you absolutely love that movie? I don't. I think I fell asleep. So. <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Joey, what about you, man? You're you're old like me. You grew up in this time. What did you think of uh, What did you think of this, these new He-Man images? I'm not going to tell you when I was born. So <laughs> I'm young, I'm hip, I'm wow, I'm now. Don't worry about it. You know? 
like, um, they looked cool, I guess. Uh, they looked like He-Man. There wasn't really, I don't know why people were like losing their minds over it. It literally looked like He-Man. There was a second cartoon for Masters of the Universe called, well, it's the quote unquote 2000X uh, timeline. I'm trying to remember when the fuck that came out. It was like, it was early 2000s, but it, that was a restylized version of it. And the cartoon was good. But I mean, the same thing. It looks like that. I is Kevin Smith crying about it, Mark? No, no. You can't tell Kevin Smith nothing, dude. He's put so much blood, sweat, and tears into this. He fucking loves it. But I know. I just say, and he cries about everything. So. Oh, you know what? I take that. I take that back. Yeah, when the theme music, when he got his first taste of the theme music, he started crying. So yeah, oh, of course he did. I would be more excited for it if he didn't cry. I'd be like, wow, this is something crazy. It didn't make him cry, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, I like He-Man when I was a kid. Uh, I got to be honest with you, even when I was a kid, and I mean a kid, kid, and of course I just said I wasn't going to age myself, but uh, when this came out in, what, like 83? I think so, yeah, 82, 83. Mm. I would have been like seven or eight years old when it came out, and even then I knew the cartoon was goofy as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it was not, it, it was almost almost too kitty for me, and I was like seven, and I was buying the figures faster than I could get my hands on them. Um, but they used to come with uh, little comic books. Yep. And the comic books was like much. It was before the cartoon. This it was basically the mythology before the cartoon, and it was all darker and like more sword and sorcery type stuff. And I was like, wow, this is awesome. And then the cartoon came out, and it was goofy. And I was just like, I mean, I liked it, but I didn't like love it. If I think I was just too mature for it at my age, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> So not better than G.I. Joe. Hell no. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> Is she reported He-Man? Yes. Okay, I know that too. See, I know a little something. That's Skeletor too, right? Yeah. 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 Yeah, see, I, I got you. I know a little bit. <laughs> so for uh for all of the He-Man fans out there, uh the new show will be coming out on Netflix July twenty-third. Like I said, it's gonna be part one. Uh they probably probably be releasing part two. Uh, probably six months after that or something. But Mark, uh, you're trying to get away with that, uh, telling us how old you are. But um, oh, I'm I'm what old. Did you as, think of it? I'm old as shit, dude. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not hiding nothing. Um, yeah, I think it looks cool. I mean, it's you know, it, it's it's anime, so you know, it's got that going for it. Anime. Why don't Is you it? understand that anime belongs in the trash? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm a huge fan of Kevin Smith. And I know he's been working hard on this. I'm a huge fan of uh, Mark Bernard and too, who does the podcast with him. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to some of those episodes. I don't know. Like I said, we're not going to that He-Man movie, that new He-Man movie that they've been threatening to make. It doesn't look like it's ever going to get off the ground. So, uh, you know, if Netflix wants to put all his chips into uh, Masters of the Universe for the next generation, I'll check it out. I'll check it out. I wasn't like a super huge fan of the original cartoon, but I love those toys, man. I'm not going to lie. Those toys are pretty dope. So, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll check it out. They also, you know what? They also did release some new toys <laughs> for it, too. So, uh, Joey, get that wallet ready because, uh, you know. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. If that show is good, dude, I, mean, I don't know. Those figures are looking pretty all right. No, 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 no. <laughs> I have specific things I buy, and that's it. I've been walking past the uh, Master of the Universe Origins, I think is the name of the line. Mm -hmm. They're in the same package as the old figures you'll see them at walmart and stuff uh if you're going down the toy aisle but they're more articulated yep but they're really cool looking and i'm like fuck like yeah. every time i walk by them, i'm like fuck <laughs> and i want to grab them and i'm like oh well i'll just get he-man oh i'll just get he-man and skeletor <laughs> like no 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 that's how it like, starts run away 
That is how it starts. I wasn't even collecting Star Wars Black Series until I happened to be at Target one day looking for Joe's, and they had uh, a couple figures on deep clearance. I got Luke ceremonial uh, garb, and then it was like $6 on clearance for a usual $20 figure, and I'm like, well, I don't collect these, but $6. <laughs> There's like enough to build a wall over here. <laughs> <laughs> I may have to get a third Deltop case just to hold uh, Star Wars stuff at this point. So I don't, <laughs> I don't even want to go into it. All right. All right. So, all right. So then in other news, uh, there's a comic book called Bitterroot um, that's been out for a little while. Uh, and it looks like they're going to be making a film adaptation of it. And the one and only amazing Regina King is set to direct it. Uh, you might remember Regina King from Watchmen. Or you may have seen her directorial debut, One Night in Miami. Uh, she is an amazing talent. Uh, she's been around for a while, too. So uh, I, I, she's closer to me and Joey's age. So she knows what's up when it comes to uh, like, <laughs> like comic book movies. She's been around. She, she, she knows the story. So, uh, yeah, this, this book, I haven't seen it. I don't have any. I'm, I, I'm sure somewhere buried in my chest of a gazillion comic books i have a copy of it somewhere but i haven't read it uh it takes place during the um the harlem renaissance of 1924 and it's about a family that uh basically are just uh monster hunters uh they fight creatures around that time period so um yeah i think it's an amazing property it's a book that i see everywhere i'm really excited to see what they do to uh bring it Live action. Ryan Coogler is uh, producing it too. So now I know that uh, at least that part's going to be covered. But, Joey, what do you think about Regina King doing a, a Bitterroot movie adaptation? Well, I'm probably not going to watch it because I hate <laughs> black people. So. I knew you were going to oh. say that shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. They're going to ice the uh, comic is awesome. If you guys ever get a chance to read the comic, it's really good. Uh, so I hope that they can do it justice. It seems like everyone working on it has the pedigree to pull it off. Um, has she she directed just that movie um, about One Night in Miami? Though that was the only thing she directed, right? That was the only movie she directed. I'm sure she's okay. done some other things, smaller things. But All that's right. the that's her first. That was her first film. Well, that would be my only concern is that, you know, her first movie, I was I haven't watched it, but I've heard from both you and uh, Montego that it's fantastic. Mm -hmm. But it's not a action sci fi special effects extravaganza. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So that might be something that she can't handle, maybe because it's like only her second movie. But who knows? You know, I'm sure she'll be fine. Uh, I don't think Ryan Coogler is going to let her put out a crappy movie and he Mm -hmm. hasn't put out a bad movie, period. So please just don't make it crappy because the comic's great. So, well, she starred in Watchmen, so she's very familiar with comic book setting world. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure she picked. Well, I'm sure she's familiar with the settings, but can she like direct a crazy like green screen fucking special effect nonsense movie? Um, That's my concern. <laughs> I'm willing to bet she has. And you know what, Joey? Being a boxing fan, you should definitely check out One Night in Miami just for the Muhammad Ali aspect yeah, alone. It's on the list. <laughs> it's, it's on the list. It's on the That's long all list. I can say. All right. So, Brent, what about you, man? Are you familiar with uh, Regina King's work? And uh, are you familiar with this uh, this comic book? I have to say, right off the bat, like my mind blanked so hard because you said Regina King and Watchmen, and I completely forgot about the TV show. And I was thinking back to the movie, like, where the fuck was she in Watchmen? (laughs) (laughs) 
She was the blue guy. Oh, performance. But no, um, yeah, I had never heard of the comic book before. Is that I'm I'm a movie guy, man. I just watch yep. movies all day. I don't read a lot of comic books, but it sounds like something I'd fuck with though. And it's sorry, you said it takes place during the Harlem Renaissance and they they fight monsters. You said yeah, yeah. I might have to peep this out then because I know there's a thing going on where it's like all the black stuff coming out. People are saying they don't want to watch it because it's all about black trauma, and it sounds like that might not be traumatic. I don't know the comic though. Like so, I'm, I'm, I'm give it, I give it a shot. Fuck it, why not? It's Regina King. That's yeah. PJ's girl too, so I'm gonna have to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> and it, I don't, I can't, off the top of my head, I can't really think of a lot of really cool monster stories, like action monster stories that take place in the 20s. You know what I mean? Like that, yeah. that seems like a really cool setting. So I'm all the way down for that. I love that, uh, mm-hmm. that time period. Um, The Untouchables is one of my favorite movies of all time. So if they can mm-hmm. take a setting and kind of like that and put monsters in it, put monster hunters in it, I'm there. I'm all over it. Tom Hardy as Capone in the movie. <laughs> He'll just be sitting in a chair going, and right. shitting himself the whole time. Yep. <laughs> Fuck that movie. All right. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, so that's it. That's all I got for the news for this week. All right. We are going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to have our review of Spiral from the Book of Saw. My name is Nicholas Haskins, and I'd like a moment of your time to tell you about the 5th Annual Livestream for the Cure. To do that, I brought along two people whom I couldn't do this event without, Gerald Morris and Dan Brennick. Over the past four years, the Livestream for the Cure has raised over $30,000 for the Cancer Research Institute. That contribution is helping to fund research into cancer immunotherapy, training the body's immune system to fight all forms of cancer. This year, we're aiming for our biggest goal yet as we try to raise $15,000 in 50 hours on the air. Tune in May 19th through the 23rd as we're joined live by podcasters and content creators from around the world. With your help, we can continue the fight for a future immune to cancer. Together, we can make a difference. And we are back. All right, guys, we're going to do our review of Spiral from the Book of Saw. We all had a chance to see it. We're going to go non-spoiler to start, and we'll talk about some impressions of the movie. Then we'll drop the drop and spoil the movie in case you have seen it and you want to move forward. You'll know where to go. If you haven't, you can bounce and come back and talk to us later when you have. But to start, let me ask you guys a question. Brent, have you seen all the other Saw movies? I've seen, thanks to an ex-girlfriend, I've seen all of them, but not Jigsaw, because that came out after I broke up with her. Oh, God. <laughs> Was she like, this is what happens if you break up with me? <laughs> I'm going to make another fucking Saw movie you got to watch. <laughs> Marcellus, what about you? I fell off the franchise. I honestly don't remember when. I don't remember the last episode I saw, or the last, last, last chapter I saw. I think, <laughs> I want to say, I probably quit around... Four or five, probably like four. It's probably like the last one that I saw. I don't even know like how far they. I don't even know like how far they got. I don't even know like where Jigsaw falls falls in the uh, in the pattern. Number eight. Oh, that's it. Okay, all right. So (laughs) I mean, I almost made it to the halfway point. (laughs) Well, guess what, guys? I have never seen a Saw movie before. What? (laughs) Until I watched this movie. How the hell that happened? Um, it's not really my thing. Uh, I knew, I knew, I know like the tropes of it from like scary movie and stuff. So. <laughs> oh, a shack like, and Dr. Field. 
That's right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Shaq. So like, I, know, I know the tropes of it, but I didn't. Uh, I've never seen a Saw movie before, so I just wanted to get out there where we were all coming from with the franchise. But to start, what did you think of the movie? Non-spoiler, Brent. I can honestly say, of all, I've seen, like I said, all of them except Jigsaw. That's number eight. So I've seen the first seven. This is probably my favorite out of all of them I've seen. I, wow. I'm trying to think because I like with the old ones. The first one was all right. The second one is fucking hilarious. I talk about it all the time. There's a scene where there's a key in a pit of needles, and the dude is like, "Fuck this! I'm not going down there." Picks up a girl, throws her down there, and says, "Get the key." I laugh every fucking time <laughs> I see that. Um, and the third one was the only one I legit liked. Like I was like, "Oh, I actually like this movie." And then after that, fuck those movies. But <laughs> yeah, this is the best one, definitely. Like I, I actually would buy this and add it to the collection. So. Wow. Okay, Mark Ellis, how about you? Yeah, this one it's again, I like I I haven't rewatched the old Saw movie, so I I kind of know like the tropes, but I don't really know like the storyline. Like I don't know what's going on with Jigsaw and his followers and all of that. Um and I know this movie wasn't really getting like the best reviews, so I kind of went in expecting it to be really shitty and like three quarters of the way through the movie, I'm like, I am really enjoying this. Like, I'm really like, um, and based on the trailer itself, I'm like, this movie's gonna be stupid as fuck. But <laughs> three quarters of the way through the movie, I'm like, wait a minute, like it's not great, but I'm having a good time. Like, I'm enjoying where this movie is going. So yeah, I, I liked it. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> well, right off the bat, it wasn't as gross or as scary as I thought it was gonna be. I was like, oh, man, Saw is going to get me. It's going to be so gross and creepy. And it really wasn't that bad at all. After it was over, I was like, oh, that was it. That was mm-hmm. that was what I was so worried about watching because I'm, I'm squeezy of gore. Um, no, that was fine. But it was more like Spiral the Book of Blah because <laughs> I thought it was just kind of boring, kind of there. I wish that it was a little better in one direction or the other. And uh, we'll get into that when we get into spoilers. But yeah, I mean, it was a movie I saw in the movie theater and then (laughs) I went home. Like I'm not super hyped about it. I'm not doing backflips around the house. I'm not going to watch it ever again. And uh, I didn't hate it or anything. It was just kind of there. So we've got uh, some varying opinions. The only way to get deeper is for us to jump into spoilers. So Marcellus, let's drop that drop and let's spoil Spiral, the Book of Saw. Spoiler alert. I had seen the future and I had to prevent it. All right. We're going to start with our guest, Brent. Brent, give us some things that you liked about this movie. It sounds like you are all in on Spiral as the best Saw movie. So mm-hmm. what is... What is turning your spiral about this movie? Black people. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm sorry. Real quick before I tell you, what is the the, the spoiler drop? What is that from? <laughs> I've always wondered where that came from. Um, God, I don't want to send you down that rabbit <laughs> hole, but there's a uh, famous um, internet personality, uh, Kristen Weston Chandler, the creator of Sonichu. Mm-hmm. which is a mashup of Sonic the Hedgehog and Pokemon. And he has like a <laughs> 15 like year history of stuff that he's been doing online. And that was just in one of his videos where he was yelling about something. I think he was yelling about how his brother doesn't give him and his mom money. <laughs> well, I know what I'm doing tonight now. Um, oh, no, I'll, I'll send you the first uh, episode of the, I think it's up to like 
50 episodes chronicling his life documentary. So. Oh, I'm watching that shit. <laughs> um, but the movie, though, all right, first thing, like I said, right off the bat, I was joking, but I'm serious. Like, Chris Rock, Samuel Jackson, their name was on the poster. When I saw him in the trailer, I'm like, I might actually go see that movie. Expectations were not low. They was, like, underground. That's how low they were. Because, like I said, the last, like, what, five movies was trash. So I'm like, it's probably going to suck. But I want to see how Chris Rock is going to be in a serious movie. Because there were some lines he said in the trailer. Where I was like, oh, this is going to be hilarious. But not in the way that he probably wanted to be. But um, it didn't have, like, all the... I mean, they had the kills and shit. It wasn't as crazy. But <laughs> how can I say this without... <laughs> At a certain, I mean, we we are spoiling, right? Fuck it. Yeah, yeah. It's spoilers, right when, now. You're you're good. When you find out that it's dirty cops getting killed, I'm suddenly rooting for the bad guy. <laughs> so the whole movie, when everybody is like tensing up, like, oh my god, like, oh, it's so, you know, eh. I'm sitting there just with this smile, with the slow head, not like, yeah, rip the motherfucking fingers <laughs> off, yeah. So I had a whole different level to the movie. Everybody else is tensing up, and I'm just like, yeah, yeah, let's go, do that shit again. So I wanted more killing. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. It just I think just because I didn't expect much, it shocked the fuck out of me to actually enjoy it as much as I did. And then there's New Jack City references would also make me laugh out loud in the theater. Because you could tell Chris Rock has something to do with the story at that point. Because some of the shit he's saying, like, there's basically points where he's doing his stand-up monologues and shit. Mm-hmm. And people in the theater at certain points, I think, didn't expect this. And there, I saw people, there was an older white couple in front of me. And every time he started going hard and that N-word was getting dropped, they were just looking around like, oh, my God, what are we watching? This is Saul. What is he doing here? What is he doing? I love that shit. <laughs> but, oh, yeah, man. like I said, it, it ain't, the, you know, the craziest Saul, but, hey. I fucked with it. And you know what? I didn't. I called the ending. I knew who the fuck the, the main bad guy was going to be, but I didn't know exactly why. So they got me slightly on the twist, but I still mm. knew who it was going to be. I legit thought it was going to be Samuel Jackson. I yeah. did for There's a scene. I thought it was Samuel Jackson up until the point where they do the New Jack City shit and they bust it up on the dude. And he's posing for Instagram with the dude's broken leg. Yeah. And they show the guy that guy that be the, is the killer. Eventually, the way he looks at him, I'm like, oh, it's him. Oh, that's it. Damn. All right. Well, they can't fool you, I guess. But Mark Ellis, what about you for things you liked about the movie? Uh, yeah, I liked uh, Chris Rock's stand-up routine at the beginning, the whole Forrest Gump <laughs> scene. I thought that was funny. Like, I wasn't expecting it. I'm like, oh, because Chris Rock does, like, he's, you know, he everyone knows him for being a stand-up comedian, but he's done other movies. Like, he's done other dramatic movies. Most of them are, like, independent ones that no one really sees. Uh, but he's definitely <laughs> trying to, like... Um, He's trying to build up his his repertoire, I guess you can say, instead of just being a stand-up comedian guy. So, yeah, it didn't surprise me him being a lead um, cop in a, a Saw movie. It makes perfect sense to me. Um, I heard that he had came up with the the idea. So right away, I'm looking at the movie through, like, what would, what would Chris Rock want to say in a Saw mm-hmm. world? So as soon as it was about dirty cops, I'm like, oh, this, this, it, there you go. It makes perfect sense. <laughs> perfect sense. So, um, yeah, I liked, I really liked his, I liked what he brought to it. I liked the Chris Rock element that he brought to it. The, the movie was actually, I laughed a lot um, through yeah. some of his scenes. And then Samuel Jackson had some funny scenes. So I was surprised at how much I, uh, how much I was able to laugh at it. Um, and I loved the New Jack City references. Because <laughs> when I saw him like dancing in the street, I'm like, holy shit, it's Pookie. And then when he, when he says the New Jack City line, I'm like, oh, thank you. Thank you. It might have been for an audience of like a few people, but I was totally fine with it. 
Um, Me and you were with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm I'm cool with the the way that the like the fact that there is only like about five kills in it. I thought the way that they structured it was weird because I was thinking of, thinking of it more like a police like procedure where they would find a victim uh, or they would hear about a, a victim and then they would go and investigate it. Uh, and this one, it seemed like they just it was all done in flashbacks, which was a little strange. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I like I thought it was going to be Samuel Jackson or one of the that Irish cop guy that was going to take point at the beginning, but then got demoted. I thought it was probably going to be him. So when it turned out to be um, the kid, I'm like, how the fuck did, was he able to pull that off? But, you know, it kind of made sense. But then I started to think about it and it started to fall apart. So I stopped <laughs> immediately. Don't, don't make that mistake. <laughs> I'm like, I'll just I'll just I'll just take it for what it was. And I like that actor. I like um, the guy that played the, uh, the partner. I thought that I thought he was actually really good. So, um, yeah, I I enjoyed the way it, it unspiraled and uh, I thought it was good. <laughs> what about you, Joy? Is there anything you liked about it? I know there are things I liked about it. Obviously, um, you know, so the big push for me to see this was that, you know, they weren't. Well, they obviously they were going to make another Saw movie at some point. But uh, mm-hmm. apparently, like Chris Rock, like brought this to them and was like, this is what I want to do with Saw. I'm a big fan of Saw. I want to make a Saw movie. This is what I want to do. So for me, that was the angle that interests me the most was like, I like Chris Rock a lot. I don't think there's much that he's done that I don't like. I mean, maybe whatever those fucking Adam Sandler movies, but, you know, private school ain't cheap. <laughs> um, so, you know, that was my big focus was like, I wanted to see like, all right, somebody that's actually a fan of these movies and, and was like, I, I have an idea and I have the pull to get it done. So let's do this. And they kind of just gave him the reins and said, make the fucking movie you want to make. Let's do it. So I was interested to see where that went. Um, and like you said, he's hilarious in the movie. He's always hilarious. I wish that we could get a CB4 sequel. <laughs> Man. <laughs> like them, like all these years later, a real time sequel to CB4. And now they're all old and washed up would be fucking perfect. But um, <laughs> out there mumble rapping now. That's right. Um, but. So I liked Chris Rock a lot in the movie. I didn't really have a problem with any of the actors. The uh, police captain was really hot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, there the thing I have some issues with it that I'll talk about in a little bit. But I liked um, the fact that there weren't a lot of kills in the movie, so yeah. it wasn't over the top. But when it happened, it, it it felt like it meant something. So like you know, when these things were happening, it all made sense within the flow of the storyline. It wasn't just shoving in ridiculous kills for the. Sp- sake of having gore somebody's just <laughs> like it didn't feel like they sat down and thought of the way they were going to kill the people first and then wrote the movie around it like it all made sense in the flow of the movie so i appreciated that i think the kill on the subway at the very beginning was the grossest out of all of them to be honest with you um yeah that was nasty so i was like ew <laughs> I would have just been like, let the fucking train. I wouldn't even have jumped. Just let the fucking train hit me, dude. I don't even care at this point. Like, I'm not mm-hmm. fucking jumping off here. You didn't even have to put me in this trap. You could have just woke me up and been like, you want me to put you your tongue in this thing or, or what? Like, nah, just fucking shoot me or something. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not going to try to pull my tongue out. So, um, that, you know, I, and I enjoy I liked I didn't think the kills were as gory as I thought they were going to be. So I, I did enjoy that part of the movie. I, I really liked the, the pol- police procedural part of it. Yep. And not to sound like an old fuddy duddy because then we're talking about age who only watches like NCIS <laughs> or something. Um, 
but I I liked that. I liked that whole concept of it of, oh, God, there's a serial killer and they're trying to get ahead of them. And can they get ahead of it? Can they not? Blah, blah, blah. Like, I, I enjoyed that aspect of it. And, and yeah, it was enjoyable to see the uh, people get killed. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> but with the good must come the bad. So, Brent, was there anything you didn't like about the movie? Off the top of my head, I was nothing I can remember jumping up. I wanted to like stand up and be like, fuck this shit. Like, nothing like that happened. <laughs> right. But, man, I, 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 I mean, I ain't trying to say it's like a perfect movie, but not. It's really nothing I'm talking about. I could that I dislike like that. That was fine. What about the uh, what yeah. about the very end, like the very very end of the movie, like right before the credits roll? That it, that was how, that's how they all end, pretty. Oh much, really? <laughs> yeah, they all kind of end with the teaser for the next movie, like suddenly, just abruptly, like that. All of them are the same way. Oh damn! <laughs> so there will be a sequel. Yeah, I had no idea. I'm just like, eh, okay, <laughs> <laughs> it just ended. Like, is there an after yeah. credit scene? It's like, mm-hmm. Doctor now they all every. Up? <laughs> I wish every song we pretty much ends with like some super like, oh, it's mind bending twist time with the music playing and all. They all end the same exact way. It's yeah. always some goofy shit at the end. Well, all right. I guess this Usually, is just like the best movie ever, according to Brent. So. <laughs> I mean, it's it's, it's better than Roller Getter. <laughs> <laughs> I got punched in the face a couple of times. That was better than Roller Gator. <laughs> Very true. The girl that kicked that me the in my worst nuts movie with a stiletto was better. Is that the no. worst movie you've watched on your show? Um, it got zeros, but there's something. There's always – I mean, oh, there's a movie called What Is It? It was directed by Marty McFly's dad. What the fuck is his name? Uh, Crispin Glover? Yeah, that movie. That fu- – like my boy Brendan from What Were They Thinking Podcast, he made me watch that. And we had to actively seek that movie out because it's never been released to the public. But we found that shit. Mm. And – um. Oh my god! How do I explain it? Like there's blackface in it. There's oh, Nazi imagery. There's god. snails. They're they're legit Ew. killing snails. Like with they pouring salt on snails on camera and watching them shrivel up and die. Mm. There's no plot. All of the actors they use they use nothing but actors with Down syndrome and shit. Uh, uh, it's it's bad. I'll skip that one. I know yeah, that guy's a whack job. So. <laughs> Like, if yeah, you no. if you get his autograph on anything related to Back to the Future, he writes like a whole paragraph about how they fucked him over on your autograph and like ruins the whole thing. Oh, he he talks about it in that movie. He actually yeah. brings that shit up. Damn. <laughs> I was like eleven when Back to the Future came out. Like, get over it at this point. I, <laughs> I guess he wanted to be on Spin City or something afterwards. I don't know a lot. <laughs> Mark Willard. <laughs> Mark Ellis, what about you? Anything you didn't like about Spiral, the Book of Saw? Uh, there was some technical things that I didn't really like. There was, um, you know, there's like a, a, a flashback scene where Chris Rock kind of remembers getting in trouble with his dad in a in the um in the office. You know, he was like a rogue cop, like breaks the rules, and he gets chewed out by the police captain, which is you know typical in every cop movie. But then, you know, and it's a flashback scene. So then, you know, his father, Samuel Jackson, was like, get the fuck out of my office. And he leaves the office, but we're still in the scene. And I'm like, how does Chris Rock remember <laughs> the stuff that happened <laughs> when he's not in the room? How does he? How do, well, I, I, I don't know. So that part, I was like, that's kind of that's a little lame. I mean, I understand it's probably there just for us, the film goers. But, you know, don't put it in a fucking Chris Rock flashback. Um, and there's this other like. 
thing that they do during the kills where the camera like it will like pan around the victim and then it will like speed up real quick mm-hmm. and show like part of the trap and then speed up again and that annoyed the fuck out of me. Like I I'm sure that's got to be like a a staple in like the saw yep. movies but Jesus Christ, it's 2021, man. You got to think of some better ways of uh, moving the camera around cuz that it that, that bugged the fuck out of me. Um every movie does it. Even the video games do that. Oh, <laughs> God damn. <laughs> um so yeah, other than that, um like I said, there's holes in a story and if I think hard enough, they will the movie will definitely come apart. So I'm trying to not think of that. Uh but for a hour and a half popcorn movie, yeah, I don't have I don't have any real issues with it. And I am old. I do watch like NCIS, so <laughs> it, <laughs> it fits right into that perfect category. I'm totally cool oh, with that. Man. How do people watch that shit? It's like fucking Scooby Doo. Like nothing progresses. Like everything is exactly the same at the end of the show as it was at the beginning. Like, oh, we caught the bad guy. See you next week. Like, <laughs> yeah, but you want to figure out how. Like you want to figure out who is the person responsible for it. It's a lot like this fucking movie. You know, they'll put all uh, the clues in. It's just... always on when I'm at the gym and I'm on the treadmill. Like one of the TVs is always on TNT and it's always fucking <laughs> NCIS every morning. Mm-hmm. Except like I think on the weekends they play Charmed. So, it's... oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like on the treadmill trying to get to like 90s Rose McGowan and she's never getting any closer. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, let's see. What did I didn't. And again, like Brent, I feel like in the same way, there's nothing in this. And like Mark said, like there's nothing in the movie that's egregiously bad. So I'm not sitting here like, oh, my God, fuck this movie. Blah, blah, blah. Um, but and you're right, Mark. The, the story completely falls apart if you think about it for more than five seconds. But that's not the kind of movie it is. Yeah. And I never felt like it was trying to be that kind of movie. Whereas a couple of weeks ago, we watched Mortal Kombat. And it opens up with this big, like, sweeping fucking scene, and they're trying to set up this huge mythology and blah, blah, blah. And then the storyline makes no fucking sense. You're like, well, fuck this movie. But, like, they never really tried in this movie to, to like, be more than it was for what it's, what it's worth. So, like, I never felt like, okay, like, how did this guy get in the fucking police basement? How did this guy get in the police basement and set up this giant machine that's going to pour wax all over? Yeah. <laughs> The whole time, what did he bring it in one piece at a time in his lunch bag? (laughs) How did did that happen? Couldn't he like thought of some other way to kill the like smoking hot like police captain? Like I'm gonna, I'd like to play a game. I'm gonna put you in this machine that takes off all your clothes. (laughs) (laughs) What does this have to do with Jigsaw? Jigsaw. (laughs) (laughs) But um, yeah, I mean, it just it never really grabbed me one way or the other. I never. I just couldn't invest in it enough, I guess. I don't know. It yeah. it really felt like it never went far enough in either direction of just being a gross, gory Saw movie or being a full police procedural to pull me in 100%. So I did enjoy what was going on to an extent, but I never felt fully invested. Plus that one trap where the guy had his fingers in the thing. Like I was like, well, he could just get out of it. Couldn't he have just gotten <laughs> oh, out of did. it? No, right? I had no idea. It had his fingers, well, man. He'd have to rip all of his but, fingers off. Well, here's the thing. Like, the trap was like, oh, if you bite down on this thing, it will pull your hands towards this thing. So it pulled his hands towards it, and then he let go. So he was standing up, and his hands were in the thing. Why couldn't he have just crawled up on the part where his hands were, and he wouldn't have been in the water? Uh, 
you know what? I would Why have to... couldn't he have just not bit down on the thing, backed all the way up, and used like his foot or his butt to push the wiring up further so the water wouldn't touch it? <laughs> yeah, arthritis in his knees, they couldn't bend that far. That's right. He was an older older gentleman, so, you know. <laughs> I just like, I, I always, I just felt like that kill was kind of lame because I was like, I shouldn't be able to see like one to three ways like he could have got out of the trap without. You know, I should be like, oh, no, how is this guy going to get out without ripping out his fingers? Like, I shouldn't have been able to, like, figure it out within, like, 30 seconds. So, like, I don't know. But that would have been it would have been really funny if he was able to just, like, get out of it, like, in three seconds and be like, well, that's <laughs> it. And then walks out the door. <laughs> that would have been a good uh, could have got a good Chris Rock monologue out of that, probably. But mm-hmm. um, the other thing that, that killed me in the movie, too, was, like, they telegraphed a lot of the jump scares. Yeah. Mm-hmm. the soundtrack like telegraphed it really bad so usually i get fucking scared as fuck from jump scares but i knew when they were all coming because the way the soundtrack went like it just there was something the music did every single time that let you know and i mean you could tell if you ever watched a fucking horror movie when it's coming but mm-hmm. you just knew when something was going to happen so yeah i don't know it, it just it was never amazing and it was never awful but it was just kind of there so I, I wasn't feeling it 100% so that's how I feel about Saw. Yeah. But there was okay idea. There was one thing that I, made me laugh. Took me out of the movie. I couldn't remember who it was. It was Samuel Jackson. They gave him a fake ass mustache. <laughs> and I thought it. I thought it was coming off at one point. I swear. Yep, I thought the same thing. As soon as they when they did the flashback scene, they showed him with the mustache. I'm like, oh, that's cool. You know, it's kind of younger Samuel Jackson. And then he turned to the side, and you could see like this huge puff on the. On the top of yes. his lip, and I'm like, oh, did someone did someone catch that? <laughs> I caught that shit. So I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like some out of a parody movie. Mm-hmm. At least they didn't try to de-age him like in uh, Captain Marvel. So. Oh, they should have. And get caught up, clawed up by a cat. One of the cat that scratched him up in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> the special effects on his face were amazing. It just like when he any of the action scenes, he's like running and stuff, and you can all like wait, oh wait, he is in his 70s. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's bad. Anyway, so uh Markellis, where would you rank this among the Saw movies that you've seen? Dude, I vaguely remember the Saw movies. I the, the main reason <laughs> I remember them is because I worked at Blockbuster when at the height of like the Saw uh, release. They used yeah. to come out every Halloween. And then they would be on DVD like every Valentine's Day. <laughs> hey. Sooner than that, usually. So we would always do like a fucking Valentine's Saw thing. And that that <laughs> sticks out to me for some reason. Um, yeah, I, you know, usually movies that I love, I wind up buying on DVD because my DVD collection is ridiculous. I never bought, I never just wanted to go back and buy any of the Saw movies. I remember the first one being good. Um, so I would say this one is probably my second favorite. Out of the four that I've seen, five that I've seen, I just remember one had uh, Donnie Wahlberg in it, and, and it ended with someone in a safe, and I'm like, ah, fuck this movie. <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's the second one, I think. Oh, God. Brent, where does this rank in the Saw movies for you? Oh, at the very top. It's like shitting on all the other ones as far as I'm concerned. Nice. It's throwing the others in the pit of needles. <laughs> there, exactly. <laughs> fuck that. You got, I'm telling you, Joey, watch that clip. All right. That whole, that whole, just the whole second movie, just that whole thing is the dumbest shit in the world, but it's hilarious though. There's a, there's a trap in that movie where it's like a box, but when you put your hands through it, it like, the, it kind of triangles off into blades. And so when you try and pull out, it like slits your wrists up. 
But every time I watch it, it's like, just put one in there and then maybe use your fingers to push the needles back. And why'd you put both hands in there, you dumbass? And there's another one where somebody has numbers on, they all have numbers on the back of their necks. So people just start cutting the skin off the back of their necks. It's like, yo, why don't you just turn? What what number you got? You got three? All right, turn around. What you got? Like, why the fuck are y'all cutting your necks, you dumbass? <laughs> like, it's the dumbest shit in the world, man. But then you get the girly getting thrown in a pit of syringes, and now it's like a 10 out of 10 movie as far as Brennan's concerned. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> right. And if you want a slight spoiler for Donnie Wahlberg in the third movie, he gets super fucked up. It's one of my favorite kills in the whole series. <laughs> oh, nice. I guess but, that's um, the right stuff then. Um, there you go. <laughs> Well, for me, it's definitely the best Saw movie I've ever seen. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's wrap this up before we tap this up and let's get a score on zero to five. Five being the best, zero being the worst. Markellis, what do you got for Spiral, the Book of Saw? You know, I thought about this because I really thought I was going to hate this movie based on all the other reviews. Um, But yeah, when it was over, I I enjoyed myself. So I'm giving it a 3.5 out of five. Brent, I would like to play a game. Oh. <laughs> would you uh, please give us your score for Spiral, the Book of Saw? And if you don't, uh, 50 copies of Roller Gator are going to fall out of the ceiling on top of you. You know, you find 50 copies of Roller Gator. That's the real game. <laughs> nah, I don't have that kind of money. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> like, legit, to find that movie, I had to go to, like, the darkest sides of the internet. <laughs> like, it was crazy how I'm trying to find the unriffed version of that because we were not watching the Rift Tracks version. I refused. <laughs> but um, I always say on our show all the time, and there's a little thing we do where if I can't fully decide on one number, I got to drop it to the one under it. So I, mm-hmm. I'm, I was close to saying four stars, but I can't quite get the four. Mm-hmm. So like my uh, Mark, I'm going to give it 3.5. Yeah, I was in the exact same way. I, it, like I enjoyed myself and it's almost a four, but it's not quite there. Yeah. All right. Well, like I said at the top, um, this was just a very blah experience for me. I, I don't feel one way or the other about the movie. So, and I, I think, you know, a month from now, six months from now, unless I look at letterbox, I'm probably going to completely forget that I saw it. So yes, <laughs> I would watch a sequel. I would watch spiral chapter two. I didn't hate the movie and there's definitely scraps and bits here. Or that stuff that could be cool going forward though. I don't know like what would happen. Like, cause they don't really end the movie. It just ends. So, like, <laughs> um, so I will say two and a half out of five. Yep. Okay. It's going to kill me. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, that is going to do it. That is our review of Spiral, the book of Saw. Check it out. Let us know what you thought. Slide into our DMs on social media and let us know what your game is on Spiral. So let's wrap this show up and let's get some recommendations. Markellis, what do you got for the listeners out there? Yeah. So uh, as I mentioned last week, I'm all about the app Tubi. T-U-B-I, the streaming app that has like movies and TV shows. Uh, one incredibly awesome movie that's on there right now is called The Man from Nowhere. Uh, there, uh, there's a subtitled version and there's a dub version. It's a Korean action movie. It's about a guy who uh, kind of like the professional. Um, you know, he's a guy who kind of walked away from from uh, his life as a as an agent. And then uh, a little girl in his apartment building gets in trouble and he has to protect her, and then it, all of his uh, old action uh, tendencies uh, come back, and he's fighting a bunch of bad guys. It's very John Wick-ish, uh, and it's incredibly badass. Um, they've been threatening to make the American version of it for years, just like the raid. <laughs> so uh, it might be coming out in America, but if before it gets to that point, check out the original. It's on Tubi, and it's called The Man from Nowhere. 
Awesome. All right, Brent. Well, thank you as always so much for coming and visiting us today. Like I said before, I love your podcast. Marcellus loves your podcast. We listen to it every week. So please tell our listeners where they can find Home Video Hustle and tell us your recommendation. All right. And I also listen to you guys every week. A lot of the nerd news that I know all comes from y'all. So it's thanks to y'all that I know a lot of shit that's going on. But, um, oh, yeah, you can find us on, I think, uh, the, I listen to the podcast on Spotify, but we're on pretty much every podcast app, I think. If you if you use a podcast app and you type in The Home Video Hustle and we ain't there, tell me and I'll get our asses on there, like, right now. I got my computer up. I can do it now. So, yeah, there you go. HVH Podcast on Twitter. Oh, 614P underscore music on Instagram. That's PJ. And he got music on SoundCloud at that same name. If you want to hear some bars. Uh, let me see. I had a recommendation, but now I, I think I got to switch it because go watch Saw 2. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to watch it again now because that movie is is dumb. It's like Roller Gator dumb, but it's like more a, competent. A guitar playing at all times during the movie? If, the, if That's all it needs, and it's right there. There ain't ninjas, but <laughs> it's well, just – I'm telling you, Joe, you, if you watch another Saw movie, that's the one. And, and fuck if you didn't watch the first one. You don't fuck that movie. But just look at the second one and just tell me how dumb it is. Because I'm like, it's dumb. You have to know it's dumb, man. Because I know you like bad movies like I do. It's right up your alley, I'm telling you. Watch that shit. (laughs) You are definitely selling me on it. So it it may be adding to the list. (laughs) (laughs) Make Marcellus watch it over again. Oh, God. (laughs) I know. That's what I'm saying, Bryn. I'm I'm right in the middle of a fucking Tom Clancy uh, rabbit hole. Don't put me down the saw rabbit hole, man. Because I'll I'll do it. Just... (laughs) Don't throw him in the pit of, of needles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's a kill, Joey. You were talking about like kills for no reason. I, I think it's Saw 6 where it's like eight people on a fucking merry-go-round and they all just get <laughs> shotgun blasted after a certain amount of time. Oh. <laughs> it's just dumb shit like that. Is As the movies go on, they kind of run out of ideas and it's like, yeah, let's just shoot people on a merry-go-round now. Fuck it. There you go. They can just put that emo box like somewhere like outside of like uh, My Chemical Romance concert or something. Like, Put your arms in here, kid. <laughs> Well, I will suggest that you go to SoWizardPodcast.com where you'll find the podcast every week. Links to all our social media accounts on the right-hand side of the page. Movie reviews, streaming picks, so much more on SoWizardPodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, just about anywhere under the sun that you find podcasts. We will be there. Check out our YouTube channel. Go to YouTube.com backslash SoWizardPodcast and you'll find hours of free exclusive content supplemental to the show there. There are interviews there are trailer reactions there are unboxings there's crazy amounts of stuff there and it's all free so check it out don't forget our patreon <laughs> patreon.com backslash so is your podcast you can monetarily support the show and get extra exclusive episodes and more this month it's the only place to hear our review of the mitchells versus the machines myself and adam will also be counting down our top five star wars vehicles that are not the millennium falcon so get on board and check it out i will recommend what i've been playing all week except for that one hour I wasted playing Resident Evil, and that is Mass Effect Legendary Edition. I'm playing oh. it on PS4 right now. It's a full HD remaster of Mass Effect 1, 2, and 3, plus all the DLC all on one disc. And I forgot how much I love Mass Effect. Um, the third one is terrible. It's probably still terrible. They didn't change the ending or the storyline in Part 3, but Part 1 and 2 are in my top 10 games of all time, and I would say Part mm-hmm. 2 is in my top 5. And you can just stop at the end of part two and imagine something really cool happening. And it's much better than anything that happens in part three. But for 50 bucks on Amazon for about 120 plus hours of content, 
uh, it's worth it. I'm having a blast. And of course, I play my shepherd character as all full renegade. So I've been walking around being a dick <laughs> to everybody in the galaxy. And it's been an absolute blast. So please, if you haven't played it before, please check out Mass Effect Legendary Edition. I recommend it highly. So, Did you ever play that print? Oh, hell yeah. I got all the Mass Effect games. Fuck um, yeah. What'd you, you think about Andromeda? I hated it. I really didn't make it more than like two hours into it. I kind of, I did. It wasn't. It, it was I. I didn't hate it though. I think it was residual hate from part three, and then I was I, just like, I'm like, I, I'm not playing as my shepherd character. I, I, I don't know what's happening. Fuck this shit, and I just shut it off. So. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you think about that extra ending that they tacked onto the third one? I never even played that. I played it through once and beat it, and I was so angry oh. that I just stopped. I never went back and played the extra DLC or the fixed ending or anything like that. I just didn't care anymore. I was so mad. So, well, time to find out, then. I know. I guess I'm going to have to. I don't have a choice. But Marcellus, <laughs> you've never played Mass Effect in any way, shape, or form. Huh? Uh, no, I did see the cover box at Blockbuster when I worked there. So I heard... <laughs> All right, that's good enough. Uh, good I, enough. So th- I have. Uh, I do have another recommendation, Joy. Uh, yeah, so I also want to recommend, uh, if you listen to the show, you probably heard our uh, the commercials for the live stream for The Cure. Uh, our mm. episode will be appearing on Friday the 21st at 2 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Uh, me, Joey, Aubrey, and Nick will be discussing top three songs from movies. Uh, and we're trying to raise mm. money for... Uh, to fight against cancer. So if you like to donate, uh, Friday at two o'clock Eastern Standard Time would be a really good time to throw some donations on there. Uh, you can definitely wow. check out our page and um, and uh, you'll get the link and and uh, go there and listen to our show. Donate some money. Yeah, that you can make donations right now. They're taking early donations at livestreamforthecure.com. So by all means, please help us fight cancer. And uh, it's a great cause. It's a lot of fun. It's a whole weekend of different podcasts and content creators streaming live so check it out but that my friends is gonna do it for episode number 354 of the so wizard podcast i have been your host joey DiCarlo, and my co-host from the home video hustle podcast mr brent the hustle motherfucking hustle <laughs> and the expert mr marquee markellis reagan yeah, uh, quick shout out to Aubrey. We miss you. Shout out to PJ and the Spirit. Brent, thank you so much for coming on to the show, man. Uh, we do love Home Video Hustle. Again, best theme song and uh, Wakanda forever. <laughs> we'll see you guys next week for Army of the Dead on Netflix. Good journey. <laughs> <laughs>